Chapter 1. Amazing Things Are Happening Here Joe Tirolosi began to feel ill shortly after leaving a Manhattan car wash. He was a little nauseated, somehow off, and was glad his shift had ended. A chauffeur, Tirolosi spent his work days driving legendary stock trader E.E. E. Buzzy Gadould around New York City. But on this August afternoon in 2009, a few minutes after he had begun his drive home to Brooklyn, he couldn't stop perspiring. He cranked up the air conditioner in his car, but he continued to sweat profusely. Tirolosi was a practical man, a married father of two, and not given to panic. So he planned to push through with the rest of his day, figuring his ill feelings would pass. But an hour later, it was unbearable. He called his wife. Don't take any chances, she told him. Go to the hospital. But he couldn't drive another block. His wife immediately called a co-worker, who found Tirolosi pulled over at the corner of 80th Street and 2nd Avenue in Manhattan, and rushed him to the emergency room at New York Presbyterian Hospital. Tirolosi was helped into the ER by his co-worker. The color had drained from his face. He began explaining to a nurse what was wrong, but before he could finish, he collapsed. A code blue, meaning cardiac arrest, was called. Tirolosi's heart stopped. He was dead. But fortunately for him, he had died in a hospital where a team of people specially trained in resuscitation was on duty. Doctors and nurses came racing over from every direction and immediately started CPR. They are accomplished professionals whom I have worked with many times, including Dr. Raul Sharma and Dr. Flavio Gaudio, both very diligent emergency physicians. They were part of the team that lifted Tirolosi onto a gurney, tore open his shirt, and cut off his pants with scissors. They attached the circular electrodes of a defibrillator machine to the skin of his chest. They moved rolling carts lined with medicines into the cramped space around him. Despite all the modern technology available to them, the medical team also scrambled over him with an everyday item. Plastic bags loaded with ice. They positioned the bags along his sides, under his armpits, and on either side of his neck. They injected his veins with chilled saline. The team did all this in about one minute. His body temperature quickly began to drop. Then they settled into a rhythm. CPR, accompanied by occasional injections of adrenaline and defibrillator shocks. Joe Tirolosi was now surrounded by some of the best medical personnel, technology, and thinking that modern science had to offer. But he was, with no heartbeat and insufficient oxygen and nutrients feeding the cells of his brain and body, already dead. Don't take any chances, his wife said. Go to the hospital. Could these or any other words recur to Tirolosi as he lay flat on the table and slipped further into the process of death? 
Was he aware of anything at all? The dominant scientific view of the brain is that such a thing would be impossible. The gag reflex and other functions of his brainstem had ceased, meaning his brain had stopped functioning entirely. All the conversations he had had with his wife were now seemingly lost to him, and the odds were against him ever seeing his family again. Seconds passed to the steady rhythm of chest compressions. Minutes passed. They stopped compressions and hit Tirolosi's body with an electric shock. Still, no heartbeat. After ten minutes of continuous chest compressions, the medical and nursing staff was starting to lose hope. Ten minutes without a heartbeat. Had